I've spent so much time dwelling on how to combine the renal-slash-diabetes diet that I've overlooked other big dietary changes for those of us who have chronic kidney disease. Several of my fellow CKD awareness advocates have had transplants. Some others are on dialysis. I am stage 3B. We all need to follow a renal diet, but they are not the same ones. I'm a little cautious about sharing the different diets since I know so little about them, but somebody's got to start somewhere with the differences. It might as well be me. I'll start with the electrolytes I know about for my diet. Potassium is something I need to limit to about 2000 mg. Daily. According to the Collins Dictionary of Medicine, potassium is an important body mineral present in carefully controlled concentration. Potassium is necessary for normal heart rhythm, for the regulation of the body's water balance and for the conduction of nerve impulses and the contraction of muscles. If you're on dialysis, it's recommended you eat no more than 2,500 mg. Daily, although some people may go as high as 3,000 mg. Daily. Each person is different, so your nephrologist may urge you to keep your daily potassium at a different number. And as a transplantee? The goal is 2,000 mg. Daily, just as it is for pre-transplant CKD patients. Potassium can be problematic for those with a kidney transplant. Some of the immunosuppressive medications taken to prevent rejection of the new organ can raise their potassium level. For the first time ever in my 14 years as a chronic kidney disease patient I have hyperkalemia or high potassium. That means I've got to avoid foods high in potassium such as those on WebMD's list. Many fresh fruits and vegetables are rich in potassium. Bananas, oranges, cantaloupe, honeydew, apricots, grapefruit, some dried fruits, such as prunes, raisins, and dates, are also high in potassium. Cooked spinach. Cooked broccoli. Potatoes. Sweet potatoes. Mushrooms. Peas. Cucumbers. Zucchini. Pumpkins. Leafy greens. Photo by Pixabay on Pexels.com. Orange juice. Tomato juice. Prune juice. Apricot juice. Grapefruit juice. Certain dairy products, such as milk and yogurt, are high in potassium, low-fat or fat-free is best. Some fish contain potassium. Tuna. Halibut. Cod. Trout. Rockfish. Beans or legumes that are high in potassium include lima beans, pinto beans, kidney beans, soybeans, lentils. Other foods that are rich in potassium include salt substitutes, read labels to check potassium levels, molasses, nuts, meat and poultry, brown and wild rice, bran cereal, whole wheat bread and pasta. There are exactly 16 items on this entire list that I don't eat. It's almost as if I have a potassium-based diet. Okay, change is coming. And quickly. That potassium is now listed on food labels will be helpful. In my first CKD book, what is it and how did I get it? Early stage chronic kidney disease, I called the dietary restrictions the three P's and one S. Let's move on to another P, phosphorus. I am restricted to 800 milligrams. Daily. According to Very Well Health. Phosphorus is an essential mineral found in every cell of the human body. It is the second most abundant mineral next to calcium, accounting for about 1% of your total body weight. Phosphorus is one of 16 essential minerals that your body needs to function properly. Although the main purpose of phosphorus is to build and maintain bones and teeth, it also plays a major role in the formation of DNA and RNA, 
the genetic building blocks of the body. Doing so helps ensure that cells and tissues are properly maintained, repaired, and replaced as they age. Phosphorus also plays a key role in metabolism, the conversion of calories and oxygen to energy, muscle contraction, heart rhythm, and the transmission of nerve signals. Phosphorus is considered a macromineral, along with calcium, sodium, magnesium, potassium, chloride, and sulfur, in that you need more of it than trace minerals like iron and zinc. I'm doing well at controlling my phosphorus via diet. I also look for these ingredients on food labels since phosphorus itself is not listed. Phosphorus additives found in foods include Dicalcium phosphate Disodium phosphate Monosodium phosphate Phosphoric acid Sodium hexametaphosphate Trisodium phosphate Sodium tripolyphosphate Tetrasodium pyrophosphate Thank you to the National Kidney Foundation for the above list. Let's see how dialysis deals with phosphorus. Davida tells us. Neither hemodialysis or peritoneal dialysis, SICK, PD, are very effective at eliminating phosphorus from the body. The amount of phosphorus removed in a dialysis treatment ranges from 250 to 1000 mg per treatment. This number is affected by the pre-dialysis phosphorus level, the type of dialyzer and the amount of dialysis received. I could not find a specific goal number for phosphorus when you are on dialysis, but most of the sites I looked at mentioned that your doctor will be watching your phosphorus levels with weekly blood tests. This is also when binders may come into play. Where else to go for a good definition of binders than drugs.com? Phosphate binders are used to decrease the absorption of phosphate from food in the digestive tract. They are used when there is an abnormally high blood phosphate level, hyperphosphatemia, which can be caused by impaired renal phosphate excretion or increased extracellular fluid phosphate loads. Phosphate binders react with phosphate to form an insoluble compound, making it unable to be absorbed from the gastrointestinal tract. When taken regularly with meals, phosphate binders lower the concentration of phosphate in serum. Transplantees need to be careful since their immunosuppressant medications may raise their phosphorus levels. You'll have to watch your diet, too. Healthline tells us some high phosphorus foods that need to be either cut out of your diet or minimized in your diet are dairy foods, beans, lentils, nuts, bran cereals, oatmeal, colas and other drinks with phosphate additives, some bottled iced tea. It looks like this blog will have to be a two-parter, or maybe a series. You can see I anticipated that in the title of this blog. Here I am offering the most basic information about dietary changes for CKD, dialysis, and transplant and there's an awful lot of that, basic or not. Until next week. Keep living your life.